Hi, welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. Did you know that you all have been called to be a light in this dark world we're living in? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Today, I have a special guest, but before I introduce him, we are going to be talking about this generation just hits differently. And hits is spelled H-I-T-Z, not H-I-T-S. Um, I thought that this would be an interesting topic um, because I don't really know the gentleman that I have getting ready to, to talk with you, uh, well, talk with me um, for you. Um, but I am connected to him in other ways. And it's just weird, but I just, he is an upcoming um, artist, gospel rap artist, and he also is full of God's word and knowledge and wisdom. And I'm just so thankful that we have connected. I'm thankful that that he decided to do this with me. Um, so we're going to get right on into it. I'm going to introduce him. His name is Alan, and he goes by the name Light. Welcome to the um, podcast today. How are you? Could you just tell the people a little bit about who you are and, um, you know, something, whatever you want to share. <laughs> hey, good morning, everybody. And uh, Robin, thank you for inviting me on a podcast. Uh, my name is Alan Watson. I'm uh, 30 years old. I am a gospel rapper from Akron, Ohio. And my rapper name is Lights. And uh, I'm also preaching, teach a little bit. But uh, I'm just uh, trying to be a light for the kingdom of God. Amen. Well, that's so awesome. You know, um, I kind of did a little bit of stuff um, before, you know, so I got some questions for you. But okay, I thought it was interesting because, you know, your generation is the next generation of leaders that are up and coming. So how did you know? And what I mean by that is, is. What was some of the disappointments that you have endured that that caused you to turn more to the Lord than to the streets? You know, um, how did you get your your name? How did you come up with that name? So how did you know that you were called for the kingdom? Uh, that's a deep question. There's so many examples I have, but uh, I'll, throw, I'll tell you a few. Uh, I guess I've always been a dreamer. God has always sent me dreams since I was a little boy. And so when I was younger, my uh, the first dream I can remember God sending me, I was probably six, six years old. And I had a dream of uh, my family. We was in a mansion and uh, my uncle that passed, he went inside a bedroom or a door inside the mansion. and He never came out. Uh, when I woke up, I heard my mom screaming because uh, my uncle, she just got the news that he passed. And so... God was kind of letting me know right there that I, I was a dreamer and that was the first dream, you know, that I was different and I was called. Uh, other than that, growing up, it was just a lot of rejection. And uh, that's all through the Bible. Uh, people that's called by God getting rejected by the world and people. So that's like a number one sign. I faced a lot of rejection in school. I faced a lot of rejection in my family. Uh, I faced rejection on jobs. I just always stood out, always been different. And uh, re the rejection hurt, <laughs> you know, and uh, the hill it was process, uh, processes to go through the healing from it, but it was all for God's kingdom. 
So that was kind of the telltale signs that I was called. As far as my name, Lights, uh, it's actually funny. My name was Superman for a long time because that's one of my favorite uh, characters. But uh, I don't know. God just dropped it in my heart. It wasn't nothing special. It was just I was sitting there one day and uh, he wanted me to be the light of the world. So it's uh, kind of like your show. Uh, it ends with a Z instead of an S. So it's L-I-G-H-T-Z. So that's that's the story of the day. That's so awesome. You know, um, it's always good to see someone that's young, someone that is on fire for God, someone that is unafraid to take a stand in what they believe in. And so I know that, um, you know, we look at rejection and we look at disappointments and different things like that. A lot of times, um, even when it's happening, we don't know why it's happening because we're not God. We can't see yeah. the end result from the beginning. And so, of course, rejection, nobody wants to be rejected. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, in his in that rejection that you encountered, there was protection for you. Amen. Clearly. <laughs> clearly there was protection for you. And it's interesting that you had a dream at such a very young age not even knowing what that was going to represent later on in your life. Um, so I think that's just kind of cool. Um, yeah. But my next question to you is, is why do you think God chose you? Uh, that's another good question. Man, you, you beasting. <laughs> 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 but uh, I think he chose me because uh, it's crazy because I was just reading about King David and uh god sent samuel uh samson or sam yeah samuel to uh anoint the king and he went through the brothers of king david and god told him like don't look on the outside like man man look on the outside and the appearance but god look at the heart and david was the last son that he seen in king. but i said that to say this uh I think because uh, I, I've, I'm, I'm bold and brave as some of the characteristics I have. I'm not afraid. And uh, and it's not to downplay anybody else uh, because sometimes people that's chosen or called can downplay other people just because God put them in certain positions. But it's not like that because uh, everybody got, has a role in uh, this, this world and in the kingdom of God. But I think uh, I think I have some of the characteristics that God uh, looks for. And it's not just preaching and rapping, but I, the way I look at it is I have the characteristics to stand against and stand uh, against certain things. Just like we talked about, uh, like rejection. Uh, the reason he might have chose you or me or somebody listening to this because you know you probably can handle rejection more better than somebody else in your family and i always thought like god why didn't you choose my brothers to be a pastor or a preacher or, or this or that and, and god would tell me like they can't you know they can't handle the same stuff that you can handle you know or whoever's listening to this like somebody else probably can't handle the same stuff that you can handle you know they probably would have killed themselves if they would have went through half the stuff you went through so it's not always about the talent and gifts god give us 
but I think so it's more so sometimes about the stuff we can go through or the development or the process not everybody can go through the uh, process of isolation you know because this is a lonely walk serving God and being young it's even harder because like I, I, I was young I like that I used to like to go out and party but God called me at a young age so even when I went out and party I still heard God even when I was in a club he was still rebuking me still convicting me because uh, I was called so again I go back to what I was saying it's, it's just a lot of stuff you have to endure that a lot of young people or a lot of people period you know I know older people that it's still hard uh, to to uh, be isolated and serve God so it was just some stuff you have to go through serving God that I think he's seen the characteristics in me He's seen uh, the capability and capacity in me to handle. Well, you know, I think that's interesting because you're right. You're absolutely correct. And I think as you were talking, the thing that came to mind was, was that you cannot outrun your calling. Oh, amen. <laughs> you know, and so the more you try to run from it. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to get you every single time. Why? Because that's just the love that he has for you. That's just the the purpose. That's part of your purpose. So you trying to run it, <laughs> outrun it, but you can't really outrun it. You know, you can't outrun what he has for you because you're going to get to and do what you've been <laughs> called to do when you're called to do it. Um, you can delay the process all you yep. want to, but you can't get around it. So you know, this kind of like leads me to my next question for you. Um, so why don't you speak to your generation and the generation that the generations that are coming up behind you? Can you talk about a little bit about some of your losses and some of your victory? Uh, actually, the, the piggyback on what you said, uh, as far as running from God, uh, me personally uh a major uh, a lot of my losses came from running from god <laughs> it's actually you know running from year uh for years different times it actually uh came from him uh, allowing stuff to leave my life allowing people to leave my life or him taking things uh because like you said just piggybacking on what you said because it's so deep and uh once you have a calling on your life and uh God lets you know about it uh, you got to answer that call and that's that can be at fi- age 15 because those people that was teenagers in the teenagers in the Bible that had to answer or it could be 18 it could be 30 it could be 50 but whatever whenever God call you you have to answer and uh have many stories uh, because I was you know a ladies man back in the day so even in the world God was still calling me so this is just one story. <laughs> so I was actually messing, uh, messing with a girl. Uh, I was interested in her. So I came, I went over to her mom's house. She was staying with her mom. And I guess she went outside to take a phone call. You know, I had no business over there. I had multiple women. Uh, glory to God that he worked, worked on me. <laughs> but she went outside to take a phone call. And her mom came downstairs. And God started to use me to minister to her mom. And her mom broke down crying. And I mean, real tears, like I could see deliverance happening in the living room. And the girl came back in the living room like, what is going on? So God let me know right there that you can't run from what I called you to do. 
and it's going to shine on you whether you in a, a lady's house whether you in a bar or you in a lady's bed wherever you go the, the anointing the calling is on your life and you have to answer so far as losses man i, I lost uh homes uh, relationships uh because you know god he'll let you know He's just not going to take stuff, but he'll let you know over and over. I need your attention. I need you to pray more. But the Bible also says for uh, the Bible readers and believers that's on the line or be listening. The Bible says and we know that that God is a jealous God and uh, God, he don't want to be second. So after a while, he kept calling me and I kept ignoring him. Like I pray every now and then, but I, I kept ignoring him and stuff will start to disappear in my life. People would start to disappear Cars, jobs And you know I knew it was God Other people, worldly people would look at it and say Oh well you just lost your job No it was God, I knew it As far as victories When I finally really buckled down And tried to say yes to God And the reason I say tried Because uh, people look at me And say uh, you got it all together But They don't understand I face the same struggles that they face. I face the same temptations that I was telling my boy the other day. I think, you know, women, it's the same temptation every day. I don't just because I'm in the pulpit or I'm rapping in front of people or, you know, I'm doing these things on TV, whatever, putting out music. It's the same temptations. The only difference is like I try to stay in God's face more because the Bible says it's nothing good in his flesh. So if you're trying to fight stuff with your flesh, of course, you're going to lose. But if you're praying a little bit, you know what I'm saying, then you can really fight back. But as far as victories, you know, I have many. When you start serving God with your heart, you know, he'll start to bless you materialistically, financially. Uh, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Like, I, I love traveling. You know what I mean? so many places in the usa like just little stuff it may not be big to other people but when you start serving god for real he'll give you the uh, desires of your heart so whatever uh the desires of your heart you know if you serve him it'll start popping up you know and i think that that's really you know i appreciate you being very vulnerable and transparent with you know with me in this moment because a lot of times you know we get caught up on um, wanting to have this image, um, wanting to look a certain kind of way. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, we know that we are called to live in this world, but not be of this world. And so, you know, there's always going to, it's always going to feel like you're losing something when you answer the call, even though you're really not losing you see what I'm saying so what God did was he saw some things in you and he he's using them for the greater good for the kingdom you know because our gifts and our talents are not for just us that's true they're for other people and so I think that's kind of cool um so this kind of leads me into you know, I have, I'm so full, I'm so full of many questions. <laughs> That's cool. I, I like it. Today, you know, <laughs> but, um, so what was the inspiration behind you becoming a gospel rap artist? Oh, wow. I can think, uh, because I, I rapped secular for years. Uh, wow. I think, uh, you know what? It sounds crazy. But 
I want I think I want to push myself to be uh great. And uh I was like, well, I knew God had a calling on my life. I knew eventually I was gonna have to do gospel, but it wasn't in, I didn't answer that gospel rap calling because of that. I, I, I answered it because I wanted to be great. And when I say this, I'm explaining why. So yeah, everybody can understand. Because gospel rap, when you talk about gospel rap and you mention it, people people don't like to listen to it. They get turned off because they think, well, he's just gonna rap holy, holy, holy about the scripture, scripture, scripture. And so and a lot of gospel rappers do that and uh it's it's not my cup of tea, you know. I, I rap about God and the scripture, but I kind of related to real life. And so I switched over to gospel because I was like, I want to, I want to be great. I want to push myself. I want to do something that's hard. I want to, uh, go to gospel rap and, and make it good music. I want, uh, somebody to listen to Lil Wayne and Jay-Z just as much and dance just as much and enjoy just as much as my gospel music. So it was like a personal challenge to like against the secular music. So it's kind of a weird story, but that's what it was. I mean, it makes sense um, because in actuality, I love music. Yeah. This is a truth moment for me. Okay, <laughs> so um, I li- I listen to everything from gospel music to R and B to rap. Um, you just never know when you get in my car. You don't know who you don't know who gonna <laughs> Same be. Same <playing>. here. <laughs> um, I might be listening to Jay Z. I might be listening to hey, you know, I go to the gym and I work out. Drake got me through my workout <laughs> this morning. Okay, and so I think that a lot of times we have a preconceived notion about really and truly the representation of how music impacts. Yeah. You know, but uh, but see now, this is a good thing because in order to reach the ones that are in your generation and the generations that are coming up, you have to be on their yep. level. So, your music could sound like what they're accustomed to hearing, but if they really listen to the words yep. of it, that's where the healing and the deliverance come in. That right? So, it's about you know. A lot of people may not agree with that, but honestly, in order to reach them, you have to be, for lack of better terms, not really become like them, but you ain't going to hell because you decided to rap about what you living through and you tied it scripturally. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so I think that too many people are very judgmental when it comes down to that because I'm the same across the board. I actually shared this with some people um, a couple weeks ago in a in a group that I'm in, and I was letting them know that I'm gonna be who I am across the board. I don't care who, what, whose presence yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm if, if I'm in the presence of my pastor, I'm gonna still be Robert. Yeah. If I'm in the presence of someone who doesn't go to church, don't believe in God, I'm gonna still be Robert. And I'm not going to stop listening to um, the kind of music that I like to like to listen to because of the people that I go to church right. with. That's your hang yeah. not mine. That's and so, you know, you don't have to really cater to the audience that you're in front of because honestly, you're not really truly being who you are. 
That's so true. When you do that. So if you can't be who you are, no matter whose presence you're in, you can be in the presence of Bishop T.D. Jakes. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of res- lot more respect for you if you are who you are versus trying to be something you think he might want you to be because, oh, it's Bishop Jakes. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And so he's human too. He puts his pants on one leg at a time, just like I do. Right. And he has his own things that he probably struggles with just like the yep. rest of us. The only difference is, is there's a different, he's under a different mandate, a different standard, a different calling. You see what I'm saying? That he's held to, yeah, right? Correct. And so, but he's, he's still human first and foremost. And so I think that's kind of cool though, that you are using what you have learned and you're, you're putting your own little spin on it. That's yeah. what is going to separate you from the next person that's doing it. And you're right. There's a lot of people out here doing yeah. it. But what God gave to you is the thing that's going to set you apart from what everybody else is doing, even if it does look the and same. And you know what? The Bible says the one that wins souls must be wise. And so that's what the scripture that popped out popped in my head when you was talking and, and that's true it's just piggybacking on what you said uh you must be wise it's, so if we're gonna do something for the kingdom we gotta be relatable to the people if if we're not relatable to the people it's just another song or just another, another service but it's not a movement if that makes sense it does it makes a whole lot of sense so now you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the corner right. just a little bit because you know you've encountered so many different things at such a young age, yeah. right? Now you have children. Yeah. How many kids do you have? I have uh, four. Uh, one is uh, deceased, unfortunately, but four total. Wow. And what was that like for you? Uh, losing a child. It it was. Uh, to be honest, it was uh, such a blur uh, because I lost my mom, I think, three months before that. So she was my best friend. So I was still mourning my mom. And then I lost my, my baby girl after that. So it was it was kind of tough because it, <laughs> it, my mind was all over the place. Like I said, I was still mourning my mom, who was my best friend and my everything. Then I turned around and lost my baby girl. So it was weird because I ended up mourning my uh, baby girl probably months later uh, in a year. My mind finally caught up to that. Uh, like she's gone now. So I had I went through a mourning time, a period of uh, mourning her. And, uh, you know, so it's crazy how life can happen. It's crazy how your mind and your body react to different things. And, you know, it's crazy how uh, trauma leads your body to react like i said i i really didn't mourn my daughter and the funeral was such a blur but months later after i you know kind of calmed down with my mom and i still come back every now and then but after it kind of calmed down then i kind of mourned my my uh, daughter but the crazy thing about it is like i'm a dreamer uh, like i told you guys at the beginning and uh i had a dream but I didn't know what uh, what it meant at the time. But my mom, she was deceased at the time. And 
and uh, my wife was pregnant and uh, I had a dream of our daughter but she was about 10 years old and uh, she's with my other kids but in a dream my, my mom was laying down in the room the other kids was outside the room playing but my daughter she went in the room with my mom she was so happy and pretty and she never came out and so God was letting me know I didn't know at the time I was like well she must really like my mom or <laughs> I don't know, but she's real pretty. I can't even draw her. She was so it was so vivid. But God was letting me know months before uh, that your daughter was going to be with your mom in heaven. So I was sending you, sending you this dream to let you see that they gonna uh, they gonna be with each other. Wow, that right there is mind yeah. blowing. I'm like I don't even know what to say <laughs> to that. Um, you know, because for so very long, I had a hard time processing death, yeah. right? And yeah. we know that to die, you know, a physical death, that means that we are present yeah. with the Lord, yeah. right? And so yeah. death is not really the end-all yeah. be-all for those who believe and know you know, and, and receive Jesus as their Lord and savior. Right. And so, um, that right there, I, I can't even imagine. I cannot imagine. Cause I still have my mother. Um, so I cannot imagine, you know, um, the very person that, you know, gave you life that, you know, was your support system. So now who do you have as a community around you now because you know it's very important that as you are growing in the things of God that you surround yourself with the right kind of people um you surround you so what is your support system uh, like now who do you have around you that encourages you who pray with you who you know really just give you truth they don't they don't tell you what your ears need to hear um, and if you're out of line, they, they, you know, Hey, you know, you missed the mark on that one. You know, that wasn't cool right there. I'm gonna need you to fix that. Who do you have around you that, that brings that into your you life? You know what? It's crazy that you asked that <clears throat> because, uh, I've been, uh, I, I'm, a, I think I'm a different case. If that makes sense. Uh, cause I, I go through seasons and it's different people. And then uh, some seasons happen where, you know, like in everybody's life, because everybody's not permanent in your life. Sometimes, you know, you got to let them go. Uh, but with me, I'm real particular. Well, I try to be now uh, because, uh, you know, a lot of people come with wrong motives. But I think uh, right now, uh, I would say my wife. I would say uh, my new my new friend Robin. <laughs> I really, you know what? And it's hard. I really, I think and the reason I said it's a I'm a different case is because my my journey is so different and there's so much going on that God has limited the people that I get close to and He has kept that spot really to him uh because uh you know all glory to god you know i, I be on t i was on tv rapping you know 
with celebrities, blah, 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 and preaching here and there. And it's just things move so fast. And sometimes I don't have time to build relationships. And, and when I do have time, sometimes those are not the best people. So it's like, you know, I think God has really sheltered me and uh, kept me just, you know, just with him. But like I said, uh, Robin, my wife, uh, my pastor, we, we are we have a good relationship so you know I, I do have a handful of people i reach out to well you know i think it's an honor that you consider me to be someone that um would be someone that would be supportive of you and help you because i would um in any capacity that i could be uh because i believe that i mean it's just different you know um and I'm different with my thought Amen. processes as well. And so my circle is, is when I tell you, it's like looking through <laughs> the eye of a needle. That's how little yeah. it is, right? Because again, everybody that comes around you are yeah. not really for you. They're not going to be, everybody's not always going to be happy yeah. when you win it. And there's so much favor. Well, you know that whole concept, yeah. favor ain't fair. You know, so when you're shining, a lot of people are not going to look at it as okay well he's doing good and this is going to impact yeah. this is going to spill out they don't see it that way they just look at it well i don't understand how come he gets to do or how come this is happening for him or how come yeah. you know that is going on they don't understand yeah. that you know um haters yeah. are gonna hate that's just i mean but that's what they're they're doing what they are assigned yeah. to do you know, and that just lets you know that you have to continue to stay grounded, stay planted in God's word, because if not, it will be very easy to slip yeah. up, fall into things that you have no business falling into, being around people that you have no business, being in things that you have no places in being in. But we know that God is such a loving God. And because you yeah. have been chosen, you have been picked. He ain't going to let you yeah. go. But so far before he reel you right on yeah. back say uh uh you know what okay you tripping right now but get back in line because and, and you that's know that's so true just uh I'll go that's ahead, just what I was just gonna no, go uh, say something real quick that's so true because uh you kind of let it uh, pop up in my head but that's so true because uh one thing I think we do as people that's chosen and I definitely do sometimes is we look at other people and not saying we want to sin and just live in any kind of way but it's like we look at other people that's preaching or rapping or doing stuff for God and we see them doing things that's not godly and we don't see any repercussions or anything like that but it's like if we do something you know we, we can only go so far and we hear God quickly and so it, I think it goes back to what you said at the beginning that you know nobody's perfect not even td jakes but we have different standards uh different mantles different uh different standards that god holds us at so i just think that's interesting and that's that's a big thing to deal with because a lot of people don't preach and teach on that but it's so true uh god just you know different standards for everybody else so like you said he'll reel us in faster than he might reel somebody else in but that's what god chose to do 
Well, you know, you guys, the generation, your generation and the generations that are coming up behind you, um, it's interesting because most of them in your generation, they like a microwave generation. They want to put something in there and then it in two minutes, (laughs) get it back, you know. Um, And a lot of people, I think a lot of times when you think about answering the call that God when God calls you and the mandate and commission that he has placed upon you. I think a lot of people look at us for us that are saved, that are trying to live right, that are trying to, you know, live by the standard. They look at us like, well, you know, I think that they look at us one way because so many of us in the body of Christ are operating in worldly tendencies so they're looking at us like well why would i want to do what you're doing because you ain't doing no different than what i'm doing and then you have those that look at us like well you know y'all didn't get you got saved and you can't do this you can't do that you can't do this and so that whole perception about what you're not going to be able to do once you decide to give your life to christ I think that they, it, the world yeah. has twisted that. And it's, that's not true. That is not true at all because we yeah. still have fun. Maybe it's just a different standard. And, and, I, and just the to, real is. quick, I feel the Holy Spirit. But uh, just to piggyback on what you said, because it's so deep, because I, that's that's been some of the concerns with uh, the ministers at my church, the man ministers, because, you know, uh, we used to drink, party, and they would say, "What? What do you do as a Christian now?" And what I come to find out is this: It's not that the Christian life is boring, but when when you get saved, you're supposed to continually be filled with the Spirit. And so, a lot of times, when people you know get saved, they still have a lot of flesh in them. So, their flesh is that they they flesh wants to do the fleshly things. So they think it's boring, but the more you are spirit filled, it won't it won't uh, look or be boring because you won't want to do those fleshly things. And it's still fun stuff to do. I mean, they even have Christian clubs. You can still go bowling. You can still. But but it would if you I think if you're a Christian, and you've been a Christian a long time. and It's still boring. In my opinion, I think it's because it's some, some fleshy stuff that still has to die. Because the world is so many things to do, traveling, there's so many things to do that's fun. Like I said, it's even Christian clubs. So I think it's just part of your flesh that you know you probably need to kill. So you won't want you you won't uh be, have that hunger for certain things that's not of God. I mean, but you know, we all have it and I, we in it, so well, you know, when you um live by the flesh you will fulfill those desires of the flesh. But when you live by the spirit, the spirit has a way of overriding the flesh, right? And it just, the thing that comes to mind is, is that that's the difference between religion (laughs) and relationship. Because religion has you hindered and bound, right? But when you have a relationship with the Lord, you're set free you're delivered you're healed you see what i'm saying it's a it it just hits differently (laughs) you know and so my last question to you and then we gonna 
we're going to try to tie this on in. Um, this has been so awesome just having a conversation with you. I love the transparency that you have just given everybody. Um, and you just, you, you might be young in age, but you have so much wisdom way beyond your age. So the last question that I have for you, now we didn't talk much about the fact that you are married, um, but we did touch on the fact that you have children. So now, what is your legacy going to look like? What will you leave your children so that they can pick up the torch and continue the marathon that you uh, have started? What, what I want to leave them is this. Uh, I want them to look at my life and, uh, and to think, wow, I want to serve God with all my heart. Uh, not because of the, just because of the material stuff. Uh, not because of the, the places they seen daddy travel to. Uh, not because of the fans or the people or or even the people I preach to or rap to. Not because of that. But I want them to say, wow, I want to serve God with all my heart because of the Holy Spirit that's that was with him. With him. Uh, I want to serve God with all my heart because of the spirit that uh, he woke up with, that he walked with, that he talked with. That I've seen how he interact with people and I want that Holy Spirit. I want that God. I want to know that God. Because if you got that God, you got that spirit, you have everything else. So that's what I want to leave. Wow. Okay, so before I actually sign off, um, I normally leave the people with something positive. Um, so I'm going to let you do that and then I'm going to close us on out. Um, so if you had to sum up something for those that are listening, that would be positive, that would be impactful, that would speak volumes to their spirits, to their ears, to the, and their hearts be open to receive, what would you like to leave? It's crazy that you with? ask this because I had a meeting last night, God kind of set up with uh, other ministers and their wives, uh, who I think probably going to... Uh, join me in ministry but uh i told them the secret to my success you know they they say you're young wise you can preach and all glory to god but i told them i'm no i'm no different than them i'm no different than the average joe on the corner i'm i got struggles i'm not you know but this is the secret to success and i'll give it to everybody and a lot of people don't teach this but this is some deep stuff but it's, it's simple prayer pray and then the second part is listen listening is just as important as prayer and when i say listen i mean after you pray you sit there in silence and you sit there about 30 40 minutes and you just listen to the thoughts god sent to you and the reason i said that is because a lot of people just pray but they don't sit there or they pray and just go on with their life or they pray and they sit there 10 minutes but the secret to my success is our prayer and then i actually sit there walk around pace I pace my house in my apartment and I listen to what God is downloading. Sometimes I write it down. Sometimes I just, you know, I let it download in my spirit. But listening is just as important because he'll give you direction and where to go. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, should I marry this person or should I take this job or should I go to this church? If you listen, God will tell you. And so my success and your success 
should come from prayer and listen. Okay, so now, how can people like find you? How can they follow you? Because I think that you have um, some good things going on, and I would love for you to, you know, connect with other people. We don't know who's listening to this, so um, how can uh, people find you? It's it's two websites. Oh, I have three, but uh, the two uh, two of them. I'm on Facebook, of course. But uh, I guess I guess if you don't know how I look, it would be hard to find. But my name is Alan Watson on there. I'm an African American with a tattoo on my face, so <laughs> it might be pretty easy to find. Uh, from Akron, Ohio. <laughs> uh, also, I'm on uh, Instagram. My name on there is Lights08, uh, L-I-G-H-T-Z-08. And also, if you go on there and you click on my bio, it will take you to my uh, my music page. But all my music is you can download it for free and uh listen to it let me know uh how you like it my greatest hits is on there right now and just in case you don't want to go there i'll give you the uh, music page it's www.reverbnation r-e-v-e-r-b-n-a-t-i-o-n nation.com slash lights out soon and that's l-i-g-h-t-z o-u-t S-O-O-N. That is so awesome. So, you know, um, before I actually close out, I just want to let everybody know that the podcast is available on these platforms, Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Radio Public. Shameless plug here. Um, everyone, January 11th, 2021, Keep that date in mind because the relaunch, the re-release of my book, Broken, To Be or Not To Be, that is the question, is coming out. And follow me on my social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook also. Um, I will be posting um, the relevancy of that date and why I've chosen it. I'm actually going to be doing some lives pretty soon um, where you can ask me questions about the book questions about the podcast god has just been doing amazing things through this podcast i'm thankful for the platform again i'm your host robin and i want to say thank you for tuning in be encouraged and know that i'm praying for you peace